Jamie. And I'm Beth. Welcome to Thief Steals the Podcast. Where I steal the podcast. And I steal it back. Okay, so today we are talking about the third episode of the second season of Leverage called The Order 23 Job. Beth, what did you think? Okay, Okay. I'm fucking pumped. So... A couple of notes. First of all, I was correct. It is another, like, legal reference. Yes. Like, okay, cool. Um, you were very tangentially right. Like, you got, yes. like, a tiny like, little aspect what? of it. I said legal issue, and they were in a courtroom. Like, you know, I, it's I'll take it. I'll take it. Now, I don't even know where to start with this episode. I think actually, do you know what? I may start with my last note. Okay. So we're going reverse order at the moment. My last note is, if that had been the first episode, I would have been absolutely sold. Okay. I fucking loved this episode Mm -hmm. so much. I've thoroughly enjoyed every single moment of it. Mm -hmm. And... It, like, I, I'm just going to very... We, we will come back to these yes. points, but I'm going to very quickly rattle off. This was the first episode I liked Nate. Yes. What the fuck? I never the thought of those episode words. that he didn't have a stupid a- and a bad I, accent. No, I... No, I was like, this is the first time he has ever played a character where he doesn't have a dumb hat and he doesn't have a dumb accent and it's also the first time I've liked Nate. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. Anyway... So I loved that. Yep. So I liked Nate. Insane yep. sentence I never mm-hmm. thought I'd yep. say. Right? Okay. I loved the... There was a B plot. A really strong B plot. And I loved that. And I feel like we've kind of had like subplots through some yep. of the episodes. But this one was like its own specific thing. And it was so good. Mm-hmm. And it like added so much to Elliot's character in a way that even the last episode, which was like a more Elliot specific episode, mm-hmm. didn't. I feel like this episode actually almost did more for Elliot's character than the last one did, which is insane because the last one did a huge amount for it. And so this is, I loved it. Yeah. Right. I, I loved the everything. I just like, there's just, I like literally this was just such a fun episode and it was so just, at, like I, it was the first time I ever actually have been worried genuinely about the team. Yeah. Like when Parker got tasered, instead of being like, "Oh, they've like got away out of it," I was like, "Oh my god, Parker!" You know, yeah. when like Elliot had taken out his comms, and I was like, "Elliot, you're an idiot!" And like Hardison's trying to tell him that this guy is like a hitman, and he's just like not hearing it. And there's a silence on the gun. I was like, "Oh my god, Elliot might die!" I was like, "This is the first time where I feel like they have set up." really really well a believable way that these people might actually be like taken out and i was genuinely concerned and i was like oh my god this like i care about these characters a lot more than i realized (laughs) i was like oh no you know and oh dude i if it helps any that's exactly how the team feels they like (laughs) they're like oh i don't care about these fucking people and then like someone threatens them and they're like no uh uh-uh no Yeah, no, I honestly, like, we will come back to all these points because we'll obviously talk about them in more depth, but I just wanted to, like, straight out the gate because I, I loved it. I really, really did. And I actually don't have as many notes as I usually do because I liked it so much. (laughs) So, um, yeah, no, okay, just thought I'd let you know. Okay, so now I know how you felt the entire time we were recording 303. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, like, they, they, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, like, where's the fucking, like, Ashton Kusha with fucking punked? Like... <laughs> yeah. Literally, there was... I have one negative note about okay. this entire Should we episode. start with a negative and then just vibe for the rest? My, Does that sound like that a vibe? That sounds like a vibe. And do you know what? My negative isn't even really a negative. It's more like a... I just want to put it out there. Sophie is like... His park is like, wow, Nate became kind of sadistic after he got sober. Yep. And then Sophie's like, does not make him more attractive? And I'm like, no, Sophie, don't. <laughs> Like, no, babe, 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 Sophie. Sophie. (laughs) I was like, no, Sophie, do not find Nate attractive. Do not. You just got through this. You've got a boyfriend. Do not go down this path. Anyway, but that's literally my only negative. Everything else is a positive. Or or just like general, like I liked this. So nothing else you were like, this is massively annoying. Yeah. But even that, it's not like. Bad. It's just like, babe, Sophie, 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 look at me. <laughs> look, you can do better. Yeah, literally. But even then, this episode, you, you've you already said it, like, maybe we should start there. 
You liked Nate? I like, liked Nate. Not a, a lot, obviously, but at least a little bit. No, like, genuinely, like, I was like, oh, I understand yeah. why they have him here. Because up until this point, I kind of been like, yeah, I mean, he's like the ideas man, but he's kind of fucking useless a lot yeah. of the time, and he fucks shit up all the time, and he's a bad con person. Like, I mean, he's not, but like, yeah. you know, his stupid hat. Mm. <laughs> it just pisses me off so much. But no, like... He was competent and he was present and he was thinking on yeah. his feet and he was doing like communicating well and he was playing his role well and he wasn't putting anyone in any any unnecessary risk and he wasn't like making fucking half cocked decisions that was then then yeah. explaining to the team like the team knew what was going on yeah. every single step because he was communicating it mm-hmm. and like he he actually for the first for the first time for me felt like he was specifically actually grounded and in control. Even yeah. even in points when it felt like they were losing control of the situation, I was like, no, no, he's he actually knows what he's doing. Yeah. And so... He seemed more competent because he wasn't drunk. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> and they, they make the specific point that, like, oh, he's sober. And, like, dude, like, the difference. And, like, kudos to uh, the guy who plays him. Timothy Hunt. Timothy Hutton, because he very, like, it's a very distinct difference in this character. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he's unrecognizable almost. Like, it doesn't, I, so it doesn't if you remember like back to Nate. the first season when I was telling you, like, if he is sober, they make, like, or it might have been the first episode of this season. Yeah. If Nate is sober, they make a point yeah. that Nate is sober because they, they are very it clearly. Like, it may have been in a 12 step job that we might have been about that. Yeah. That probably because it seems relevant. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but no. Which, yeah, so Nate Sober is a different character to Nate yeah, Drunk. like, incredibly so. Like, I think that's why I liked Nate this episode, because it didn't feel like watching Nate. Yeah. It felt like watching Nate's competent twin. Yeah, so this is, for a bit of, like, information and context about the whole Nate-Sophie thing, Yeah. this is closer to who he was before the death of his son. Got you. So this is who Sophie remembers. This is okay. more the sort of, you know... Highly competent, knows what he's doing. In control. Always in control, got a plan. Lightly sadistic. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, it's not so much, like, he is still more sadistic than he was before the death of his son. Yeah, well, now he's but, kind of going against the law in a yeah. way, I guess. It, I guess it sort of opens up yeah. some different paths. <laughs> but the sort of, like, he is a better person when he's not drunk. And, yeah. like, this is something the, the show does sort of, like, grapple with. Yeah. Quite a bit. Because it's sort of, like, the team worked with and got used to him while he was drunk. Yeah. And now he's sober. Like, this whole season so far, we're three episodes in, he's been sober for every one of them. Mm-hmm. He hasn't fallen yeah. off the bandwagon or anything. He has been sober yeah, for the first three even, episodes. Even in the uh, opening episode of this season, yeah. I had a whole point where I was like, I swear to God, if he takes a drink, I'm going to fucking throw something. Yeah. yeah. And, and he doesn't. And it's that fake out with the dollar bill and then they've all broken mm-hmm. in and they've fucking yeah. renovated his apartment. And now he, he's, he's accepted it. Yeah. He's like, okay, I guess my house is also our layer now. Like, <laughs> what a vibe, honestly. Where, um, oh, talk about a convenient workplace. Yeah, It's literally. in your living room. <laughs> that pandemic life, which is actually kind of relevant this episode. It is. That's why I, I said to you after we finished recording last episode... I'm not sure how this episode will hang up, like hold up in a 2022 viewpoint. Having me just literally have had COVID. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's, it's not exactly prophetic or in any way, really. There is actually maybe another episode that I'm thinking of that, that I would say is maybe a tiny bit more relevant Mm -hmm. uh, in other ways, but it's still very much like, let's kidnap this dude Dose him up with Rohypno, which I have questions about. Oh, yeah, I have. I looked that up. I have a, a web page open on a different tab of my phone. <laughs> I have questions about that. But yeah, we'll same. Get, they kidnap a dude out of federal marshal custody as well. Oh, okay. So really, like... Like, they're, they're not just kidnapping a random hard. dude off the street. They're, like, kidnapping yeah. a dude in federal custody. Yeah. And then they're just low-key convincing him he's dying of the fucking... Like plague, like <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's a it's a lot of plot. Mm. Okay, well, you said you also had something about the rohypnol. I I would ju- just like to ask, ask my question first because yeah, it's a single please, question. Please, 
I want to know how they got Rohypnol on such short notice. Like, did they just have <laughs> some in their, like, stash out the back? Because, like, mind you, they're, like, trying to frame this entire job as, like, they come up with it on the fly yeah. in the courtroom, basically, which inspires its own questions, and I'm sure we'll get back around <laughs> to it. But, like, did, did they just have, like, Rohypnol sit, like... I have to assume, because this is not the first time we've seen Parker, like, drug someone yeah. with something concerning. Yeah, yeah. Parker I, loves I, drugging people and tasing people. Like, I, they're too much. I have to assume that she does just have a stash. Yeah. Just with her at all times. Because wasn't there, like, one... Someone she dosed with, like, speed at one point? Yeah, that was... No, she's dosed two people with speed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus, take your fucking pig, man. So she... she Sort of microdoses the museum cur- curator. That's in right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second David job, um, and she also doses the like construction dude. Yeah. In the um the miracle job yeah. when they're trying to knock down the church. That's and right. For Nate's pastor friend. Yeah. Which, no. So I assume mm. that like that's kind of how I sort of yeah. held my suspension of disbelief. I was yeah. like, oh, Parker probably just like had that on her. <laughs> I have a more, like, specific medical question yeah, about okay. this. Now, so I just, like, quickly Googled. Like, yeah. Because I'm, I'm not a fucking doctor, man. Yeah. I don't know. I Dr. Google knows. So, yeah. and I'm looking Very at... Very reliable research. I'm looking at drugs.com. Oh, wow. <laughs> no more. Be sure. Is there a slogan? Reputable. Um, and this comes under commonly ab- abused drugs. Um, so looking at it, right. Cause I, I, the reason I looked it up yeah. was because she puts like a drop in his drink. Yeah. He drinks it. He is gone yeah. in like fucking 0.2 seconds. I was like, how fucking potent though is it? And I'm looking it up. Right. Um, and it says on this website that the sedative effects of Rohypnol are approximately seven to 10 times stronger than Valium. The action of Rohypnol appears 15 to 20 minutes after administration mm-hmm. and lasts approximately four to six hours. So, I, I, TV magic yes. is the answer because I was like, either that, that or they cut out at like 30 minutes between her <laughs> yeah. dosing him and him going out like an eye. Well, even um, the reason that I thought it was interesting though, because I was like, okay, I can understand them just being like, they dosed him and then 15 minutes later, they just cut that 15 minutes because yeah. we're not going to sit there and mm-hmm. watch him just vibe for 15 yeah. minutes, right? But then, like, later when they're in the hospital, she makes the point of, like, oh, like, it's been a couple hours. Like, it's going to be, like, fully worn off. And I like, was I barely like, dosed him. And I was like, four to six hours, Parker. Did you not look at drugs.com no, <laughs> no more be sure before you dose this guy? <laughs> like, anyway, I just thought it was, I thought it was funny. But actually, it was interesting reading about it. One of the other things that they talk about is that it can induce amnesia as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess conveniently for them, it would just mean that, like, if he had a little bit of, like, memory loss about sort of what's yeah. happening, what's going on, it sort of adds to that disorientation yeah. of, like, the situation that they've put him in. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, like, appreciate that that's pretty, like, applicable, I guess, yeah. to the situation. Obviously, like they chose a obviously it's drug. highly immoral yeah. and unethical and dangerous. But, but it's also, also a television show. Bad guys are the only good guys you get. <laughs> Oh, I do have one other question. There was a part when Nate is talking to oh gosh, the guy who's gonna who pulled the gun. What was his name? I don't know. Oh yeah, very the, yeah. I don't know if they even give him a name. No, they the, do because yeah. he he then says, "How do you know my name?" And that's how I remember that they named him, but I don't remember what his actual name was. I think it, I want to say it was like Gordon or like like a G or a J name. I have I have a feeling I might be completely off. I thought it was like no, because Charlie is the. The hitman. The hitman. Yeah. And then Ray, is it Ray? Is the actual marshal. Yeah, and then it's Elliot and Hardison are playing yeah. Todd and... Todd and... George? Greg? Greg. Greg. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is uh, These are none of the people I'm talking no. about. The guy at the very start who goes to yeah. pull the gun, which I kind of loved because mm. I thought that he might. Like, watching... Yeah. Every time they cut to his reaction, I was like, oh, this guy's going to, like, make an attempt. I was yeah. like, I can feel it. And then he did, and I was like, oh, lit. And then Nate, like, put his hand on the gun, and I was like, oh, that was smooth. And I was literally just watching this, like, wow, this is probably the strongest opening yeah. I think of any episode. Yeah. I was hooked. And, like, this is what I was saying. Like, if this had been the pilot, dude, mm. hoo I would have been a goner. But, um, anyway. So I thought that was really cool. But, like, yeah, they're chatting to him. And... Nate, like, makes the point where he's like, you know, he's not a thief. He's not mm-hmm. worth killing. It's not like he's a murderer. And I was kind of like, wait, if he was a murderer, would you have let him shoot him? 
Oh, absolutely. 100%. I was like, that. <laughs> I was like, so if he had, if he was a murderer, it would have been okay to just shoot him. Like, I don't think that's how the criminal justice system works, Nate. Oh, dear. Oh, also, about the, the criminal, whose yeah. name I forget. Eddie. Dude, Eddie? Dude's an asshole. But yeah. His eye makeup. I liked it a lot. I thought it looked really good. So he's based on an actual dude. Oh, he's really? one of the um he's one of the villains in Leverage where they're like, oh yeah, no, we 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 copied like a specific dude. Like Ooh. he is heavily based on this one dude. Wait, are we allowed to name the dude or is that defamation? Uh maybe <laughs> no, he, he was uh for the stuff that they sort of pin on Eddie Morangi in, in yeah. Leverage, he did all of that and he was found guilty of all of that. Cool. So I am trying to find the name. Sorry, I realised I forgot to Oh Bernie Madoff. There it is. Well, Bernie Madoff, I hope you saw this episode and I hope it made you rethink your life choices because you sound like a bit of a dick. Was an American fraudster and financier who ran the largest Ponzi scheme in history. Oh, in history? Worth about $64.8 billion. Fuck off. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Dude. Oh no, I just remembered a TikTok I saw the other day that said that ways to know you're a bogan is if you respond to <laughs> you respond to your information with the phrase fuck off, no it's not. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Revealed. I've been caught out. Oh, that's fucking insane though. 64.8 billion? Yeah. Billion with a B, not million. B with a B. Fuck off. That's That's a lot of money. Yeah. So they based the uh, villain of this episode. Well, this episode, they only talked about 400 grand. That's like fucking... So no, he stole millions, but they... He spent oh, all of the but buff. he liquidated the 400,000. Yeah, and yeah. He st- they were like, we're pretty sure he still has the 400,000. Like, they didn't recover most of his money, but we're pretty sure the 400,000 is still somewhere we could steal it. Yeah. They just needed to basically trick him into leading them mm. where their money was. The only thing that was missing from this episode, which usually they do have, and I say I say missing, yeah. it, I this episode was honestly so lovely, I don't think it really was missing anything, but... One thing I they, know. I was waiting for the flashback when they were talking to the like the victim of the week. And yeah. Like my sister died in a hospital bed. I was waiting for the flashback. Yeah. I was like, I um. Sorry. No, no, that's okay. I the only thing that was missing from this episode that they usually do is they usually show them like giving whatever they stole. Yeah. To back to the people who were yeah. victims. And they didn't do that this episode. And I was, I, I didn't miss it as such, but I was surprised because I was sort of thinking to myself, like, how are you actually redistributing this? Yeah. Like, and I think maybe that's why they left it out. Yeah. Because it, it's sort of harder, I guess, to redistribute. Yeah, when you're talking about so many people and only yeah. like one person really knew that there anything was happening and like, yeah, so I don't know if maybe that's why they avoided doing it or maybe if it was just a timing thing because there was this episode was jam-packed. Like, there yeah. was not a second wasted in, in of screen yeah. time. So I could imagine that that could also be a factor. Actually, I was watching it and it was getting up to the part where um, Eddie had – he was in the car and he was driving for the um, yeah uh, courthouse. Yes. And I was watching and I was like, are they going to make this – are they going to make this a two-parter? Like, is this going to end in, like, a to-be-continued? Because I was like – I feel like there's, like – they could keep going with this. This was yeah. like a fucking blockbuster. Um, but, I mean, and then they wrapped it up within, like, the next ten minutes. So I guess I was just playing myself. But... Yeah. Um, I mean, they could have... To make it a two-parter, they probably would have had to make it that they didn't anticipate him shaking Yeah. Parker. But I do... Um, I, and then just go sort of from there, but with no idea where he went, and then try to yeah. take him down again. But, I do think... I do... I am glad they wrapped it up. But that was the only thing I was thinking. I was like, wow, they're running out of time to, like, wrap this up and do the whole, like, usual bit that they do at the end of an episode, mm-hmm. which is why I thought maybe it was going to be a two-parter, but... Which is giving back team bonding. Yeah, basically. Like, so they normally do. Yeah, although Whereas they did have a little they bit They had the team bonding, bonding but yeah. they just skipped the giving back bit. The yeah. team bonding over making someone... Looks so insane that nobody would ever believe you. Yeah. Which, it really reminded me of that episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine where um, they've got Bob in the hospital and as they're leaving, they've got Gina yelling about how she's Serena Williams mm-hmm. and the guy being like, I'm an... Like, Bob being like, I'm an FBI agent. But because Gina is next to him yelling about how she's Serena mm-hmm. Williams, they're like, well, no one's going to believe the guy saying yeah. he's in the FBI. Like, it kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, um, scenario the other one, uh, specifically from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it reminds me of, is when Holt hurts his wrists. And he's like, 
I'm going to tell you how I yeah. did this and no one's going to believe. Yeah. And then he deletes the, the evidence. Hoop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I think, because you've, like, asked in the past, you know, what, like, because they always do the gloat at the end, the yeah. team bonding gloat. Yeah. What stops these people from, like, going after leverage? Mm. And, like, the key is really, they look like they're insane. Yeah. Like, nine times out of ten, these people are going to jail. Yeah. And then they look like they're insane because they're basically ranting about this massive conspiracy, which from the outside is fucking insane. Yeah, it's mental. It's, it's like, like no one could orchestrate that. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I collapsed in the courthouse. A doctor saw me who was on jury duty. Yeah. Because, like, mind you, like, Hardison would have had this whole thing. The paperwork would have been, yeah. It was all in order. Like, he, his, yeah. like, there would be an actual alias under that name at the hospital. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, a doctor saw him, he went in for an MRI, he got abducted, <laughs> he saw someone die, which there would be no record of Sophie dying. Yeah, though. exactly. Like, and so, like, all these things. There's and no record like, of anyone even being in that floor because no. of the, yeah, exactly. I It's fantastic. I, I want to talk about the B plot. Yes. Because I adored it. Yes. Um, obviously very Elliot forward. Mm-hmm. Randy looks so familiar. I can't quite place him. I did actually mean to look it up. Bear with me just one tick. Okay. Um, I will say this, and I'll say it now while you're Googling because I'll probably cut it out of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I think calling a kid Randy is just child abuse on its own. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good name. <laughs> like, sorry to any Randys out there, but oh, Jesus Christ, your parents did bad by you, didn't they? Uh, oh, my God. This is the second Randy in this show. I forgot. Why do they name people Randy so often? Wait, what's the other Randy? Rand- I, I, go- I googled Randy from Leverage and it came up with Randy from the snow job. He was <gasps> the brother. Oh my so god! Fun. Why are there two Randys in three seasons? <laughs> two seasons? <laughs> not even on season three. That's one- That's a Randy per season. That's a ridiculous ratio. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same character. They just got like de-aged in a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he hasn't been in anything since 2015. Mm. So... Anyway, I thought he looked he looked really Oh well familiar. he's known for this, so that's uh saying something. Oh he's been in three things. Yeah. This something can something. Yeah. Two thousand nine and two thousand fifteen, I don't remember the titles. Hmm. Um anyway, well it turns out I don't know him from anything, but he looks familiar and it is really weird that they've had two Randys in two seasons. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like I get like having a recurring name every now and again, but Randy It's also not like Mark or Matt. Or Todd. Or yeah. James. James or, yeah. or fucking any normal name. No. I was thinking we've had a couple of Eddies, but I think we've yeah. had a couple of Eddies specifically who were villains. Yeah. So maybe they're just like villain coding the name Eddie, which I think is fun. They also <laughs> do it to the name Eric for some reason. Like literally Parth has a line names. later on and she goes, Eric with a C, nice and sweet. Eric with a K, evil. Oh, do you know what? I think I agree with that. <laughs> I don't even know what episode that f- that's from, but I do remember very vividly. You know how people talk about, like, J names? What's wrong with J names? Okay, I should be more specific. Men with J names. No, there's a thing about, like, men with J names and how they're just, like, trash always. Oh, you mean, like, guys named Jamie? I guess. Anyway, Elliot, the B-plot. The B-plot in LA, yes. Yes. No, I am... Here's the thing. I don't watch this episode a lot. And, like, so you being like, oh, my God, I love this episode. It slaps. I'm, like, grateful. But also, like, for me, it's not one of those episodes that I go back and rewatch Dude, a whole lot. Dude, really? Yeah. Fuck. We have different tastes in Yeah, media. we do. <laughs> As if it wasn't apparent by this point. Yeah. Look, I think it's a very solid episode, but it just... I don't know. Something about the hospital setting for me, like... I prefer other episodes with other settings later on. Okay. Um, also, I'm not an Elliot girl. I'm a Parker girl. So I like I gravitate yeah. towards mm-hmm. Parker-heavy Parker episodes. episodes, which we get a whole bunch of down the line. I, there is one episode that I'm just like screaming on the inside waiting for you to watch. Okay. Um, but that's like season four. So we're a little ways out okay. yet and I'm there. mad about it. <laughs> Okay, anyway, uh, so yeah, so I sort of, I just forgot about the B-plot, and then I rewatched it like a, a week or so ago, because I was like, oh, that's coming up, like, I yeah. wonder, and I'm like, oh, 
I think Beth might like really like this B plot. Yeah. Because like, no, gonna lie, I forgot about it, but that B plot slaps. It's good. It's really good. And like I was saying earlier, like I think it does so much for Elliot's character because it shows like this very, very like not paternal, but very like considerate. Mm side of him and like a gentler side of him mm-hmm. with these this kid that he can yeah. see like he sees from the fucking get-go yeah that there's something fishy about this situation which really really reminds me of parker's thing yes. about being able to spot a kid in the system yeah and i was like oh there is something going on here so the creators have never like said ah yes the reason why elliot could spot the signs of abuse was because he was abused mm-hmm. but a lot of the fandom still is like, oh, it's you kind can of definitely like... read that into it yeah. very easily. Like that was my immediate thing because they've, especially because they've already made a point of it with Parker. Parker, yeah. I was like, well, they this is just a pattern. This is pattern recognition. Yeah. Like we've had this already displayed to us, so now when we see it again, that's the association that we make. Yeah. And I, I thought it was done really, really effectively, mm. really effectively, and like. I love that they found a way to, like, organically weave this plot in. Because sometimes I feel when I'm watching a show where there's multiple plots running at the same time, it can feel a bit jarring when you swap between the two. But this, I felt like it was just so well, like, so integral. Somehow this B-plot was felt so integral to the main plot, even though Mm. it was completely separate. You could have removed this B-plot and you probably would have a worse episode, but you would know it's a worse episode. You wouldn't watch this episode without the B-plot and go, you know what this needs? It needs a B-plot about (laughs) about Elliot almost throwing a child abuser off some fucking stairs. Yeah, but I think it, like, for me, it just really, really solidified some of, like, his ethics i guess mm. because he's a really interesting character in the way that like obviously he's so so much of what he does is rooted in violence yes and it's so interesting to see where he not draws lines because obviously you should draw a line at child yeah. abuse but and it's not i'm i want to make it clear i'm not equating like what elliot does with violence to what this man was doing with his no. violence at all in any case but it, i do find it really interesting like he he uses violence like we talked about last episode. You know, he was talking about how people use it to mm. feel in control. Yeah. But he's learned that, you know, it's about controlling himself and that yeah. his body is like an extension of that, you know. And so pushing that sort of idea further, it's really interesting in both the way that he feels about weapons mm. because he doesn't like them. Yes. Um, and I guess if you're thinking about being in control of something, like if you have like a gun, like you're not necessarily in control of that weapon, particularly if it gets out of your hands. Like that's like something that you can't control, which I think is really interesting. But also this specific scenario and looking at this child who was having harm done to them completely and utterly out of their control. There is nothing this kid can do. And he feels like there is nothing he can do because even when Elliot says, you know, you could talk to one of these officers, he's like, well, I can't do that because my dad knows them and he, like, they won't do anything and then I'll just get in more trouble. And, like, you can just see him empathising so hard with this kid who just doesn't have any control. And, like, it it, it felt like, even though, like, like I said, last episode was so about Elliot, this almost, like, hammers home the points that they made the week prior. It's like, okay, we'll teach you the theory... Yeah. And how here it is in practice. Yeah. And, like, yeah, really looking at how Elliot uses violence as, like, an appropriate response to the situation. Yeah. Versus as a means to exert control over, over others. His environment and other people. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting because, yeah, like, that's what, that's what the child abusing father in this episode is doing. He's exerting control over his son. Yeah. To feel more in control of himself and his world. Yeah. And looking at how that is straight up unacceptable. Yeah. Without also saying, oh, all violence is unacceptable and, yeah. you know, anyone who's ever violent ever is, you know, the worst person in the world. Looking at the nuance of, well, there is a difference based on the situation. Yeah. I also think it's interesting that they had the um, abusive father character try to sort of, like, justify his actions by yeah. saying, well, some people don't even see their kids. And it's like, hang on a fucking minute. Are you saying your child is better off because you see him? Because it seems like he would probably be better off if you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they're really, uh, they're very dodgy. Like, 
And you can just see, like, this dude's just trying to, like, justify it to oh, himself. Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely in denial about the, the severity of what yeah. he's doing and, like, the actual impact of his actions. Because to him, as a person who is committing the, like, ab- doing the abuse... Is there a better Perpetrating? Word? Perpetrating? I don't know. The, because he's doing the abusing, right? Yeah. He is the abuser like, in the situation. It's like if... It's like when someone says something or does something and to them it means nothing. Yeah. Because to them, there's no impact. But to the person they're doing or saying it to, they're going to remember that forever. You know? <laughs> the example I thought of was calling Sam a freak. <laughs> <laughs> That's them fucking brain worms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting you. Um, but yeah, like, that exact thing. Like, you say something or you do something and it just... In that moment... Like, it's just throwaway comment, or it's like, yeah. you don't think about doing it. In this case, this guy whacking his son, for him, he's like, whatever. But for the kid who's being yeah. whacked... For for him, it's just disciplining his son. Yeah. He doesn't understand... Well, he does understand, but he's trying to justify it to himself. Yeah, or just be in denial about it. It's, it's you know, it's strict parenting versus... Abuse. Abuse. Yeah. Like, he's trying to basically blur the lines... Mm-hmm. So that he can justify to himself that he's not a terrible person. Yeah. Despite the fact he is doing terrible things. The John Winchester effect, really. Yeah. Um, How does it feel to know, though, that Elliot would drop kick John Winchester in a heartbeat? Oh, I adore that. It's I... like the confirmation <gasps> that okay. you never knew you needed. The crossover I never knew I wanted. Yeah. I would pay good money mm-hmm. to see that happen. Yeah. I, I... Mm, yeah. I am very excited to get on to season five because I think there is another thing that you will learn about Elliot that will slot very nicely into Oh, fantastic. I love yeah. that. Um, um, no, I, yeah, I, so I really Look loved, forward to that. <laughs> I really love this episode for, for Elliot and for that B-plot specifically mm-hmm. because I think it just, and it had a really lovely resolution mm-hmm. as well. And I feel like... The other thing is, and this is just sort of as a, an interesting aside, I don't know if there's anything really to add to it, but it was a very personal thing that Elliot yeah. was doing. Like, he took out his comms. Yeah. This wasn't... He didn't talk to Nate or Sophie no. or Parker. Like, Hardison kind of knew, but only because he had to go and find him when he was But even the then, kid. Hardison, all the way up till when he found Elliot with the kid, yeah. was just assuming that Elliot was just hitting on the nurses. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. And, like, Hardison didn't end, know until... Mm-hmm. And at the end, when Elliot, you know, says to uh, the cop... To Ray. To Ray, yes. Yeah. That he's helped out. And, you know, he says, oh, what can I do? And I was like, oh, I know. I was like, this is so satisfactory, the way this is wrapping up. And, yeah, he gives him the the ID Mm -hmm. and he says, you know, this. And even when he's just sitting in the car and just watching the kid being, like, taken and, like, escorted out, I was like, he's just there by himself. Like, no one knows about this. And it really made me think about the opening for this season where they basically say, like, Nate, you broke us. Like, Mm. you made us care. And now... And I was like... We were a perfectly fine group of thieves here. Look at us. We've got fucking morals. Yeah. like, And, like, it really made me think to that. And I was like, damn, like... Not that I think that he wouldn't have done this already, like, Mm. you know, prior to being in, like, the team. Mm. But because I think it goes further than that. He would want to have done this, but wouldn't have actually done it. Or wouldn't have had the means. Yeah. You know? Um, I just, I really loved that this wasn't something... This wasn't one of Nate's big revenge fucking plots. I like it. It's just him helping someone who needed it. Yeah. And not for any, not for any personal gain. Because that's the other thing, like, with a lot of this this stuff is, like, they're doing it because they want to help people, but they're also doing it because they get something out of it. Mm. Because either, like, it's just a thrill for them, or they also get money, or, Mm. like, whatever. But, like, this was just, like, he just saw a kid who needed help, and he helped him the best way he could. And I kind of love that, you know? Like, just in the purest breakdown of it all, I kind of love that, Mm. you know? And, yeah, sorry, I feel like I have just not shut up for however long we've been recording. (laughs) <laughs> because oh, fuck, I just... we've been recording for 40 minutes now. Yeah, and I just feel like I haven't stopped this entire time. Do you have points that you want to make about your favourite show? <laughs> oh, man, I have so many points. I'm Please, just... take over, because I'm just not going to stop. <laughs> I am loving the vibe right now, though. Are you loving the vibe right I now? I am loving the vibe. I, yeah. But yes, please, please See, because this sort of, points. the brain worms you've got right now, this hit me back in the stalk job. Like, when I first mm. watched it, that's probably the first point where I was like, oh, yeah. 
I kind of love what they're doing here. Yeah. Okay. So you've just apologized to me for ranting about my favorite show for a bit, which, like, that's fine. I, I love you ranting about my favorite show for a bit. That's great. As long as you're not like, this is shit. That's terrible. Let's talk about... There There are some, like, casual supernatural moments in this show. The fucking... Like, this episode. Cowboy with low self-esteem. I was like, Dean coded or what? Um, And then my insecure ass will be wearing this shirt. Yeah. It's like, yes, that is definitely Dean coded. There... It just... We got a lot of nerdy references, actually, this episode. Not that those were intentionally no. supernatural references, but we did also get a lot about Star Trek. Yeah. And we also got a lot about, like, abusive parenting and family structures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's also supernatural. That's also supernatural coded. <laughs> the part where they where, um, Nate's, like, the Soviets had a program really made me think about Stranger Things. Because oh, I'm rewatching yeah. season three mm-hmm. at the moment with Naomi so that we can watch season four. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn... <laughs> it's just like Hawkins all over again. Oh, they uh, part. I think it's Hardison has the line that he's ninety seven point ten percent ready when they're pretending to be the cops, and all oh. I can think of is really pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> also, like um, they are equivalent to me. yes, yes. When uh, Hardison walked in and he's holding all the donuts and all the coffee, it made me really think about what you've said over the last couple of seasons about how whenever he's playing a role, he, like, commits to the bit yeah. and, like, will fully go into, like, the caricature. Yeah. And I was like, damn, Jemmy had a good point. Like, this is 100% yeah. the caricature of the of Yeah. The like, Hardison knows one thing about cops, and that's that they're, A, not great. No, he knows two things about cops. <laughs> a, they're not great people. And B, they're like donuts. So he's, like, he's going hard on all of it. You know what I mean? Hardison said A cab. Yeah, a hundred percent. They they this entire show says A cab. <laughs> it's like there are one or two exceptions to the rule yeah. that occasionally will be like, oh, okay, you yeah. you're on thin ice, but yeah, but like generally speaking, they don't. They're the thieves. They they don't like cops. Mm-hmm. They use cops for their own purposes, but like generally speaking, they. Oh, okay. I did have one other thing that I wanted to talk about. This is not specific to this episode. But for some reason, on the streaming service that I watch the episodes on, they only started putting the little, like, little intro bit in in the second season. Yes. And I've been meaning to bring this up. Yeah. When they do the intro, it like shows little clips of each character and it shows yeah. like, their specialty down the bottom. Yeah. I, I do have one small criticism, mm-hmm. and that is for some fucking reason. And I say some fucking reason. I know the reason, but it's annoying. When they do uh, Parker's little clips, they specifically use the shot where she takes off her shirt mm-hmm. in the elevator. And I just wish they wouldn't. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not about this episode specifically. It's just in general. I just wish they had chosen literally any other two-second clip where she wasn't half naked yeah. for the gag. Like, yeah. I, I just kind of wish yeah. that. But that's, yeah. That's just, they want people to watch it. So they're like, oh, well, you might see a woman's bare back. Yeah. Wow. I just... I, it, it feels like a disservice to her character. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But that's just marketing bros doing that's their thing. Just, that's just the misogyny. Oh, I did have a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. How did Parker yeah. know about the taser? Because the secu- it's with all the security guard stuff. Yeah, see, I saw that because obviously that's how he finds it. Yeah. But how did Parker know that he was going to use it? Well, Parker wasn't the one who knew. Because Sophie's the one who watched and, like, all of his stuff's in the pile. Yeah. So I would say that it actually wasn't the security guards and that they put it they there with it. the stuff. Okay, so so Parker's just been walking around with this thing on, like, the whole time then? Yeah, since they, um, since she agreed to help him for $400,000. Okay. So, like, not the entire, entire time, but since, like, and, okay, in this, in this episode, Nate on the con is... Far better than we've ever seen him before. Yes. But that scene where he's like pretending to like be dying. Oh, and yeah. he's like, no, no. <laughs> and like, it. It was terrible. It is terrible. He still can't act. No. Like, Nate still can't yeah. act. He's just less intolerable when he's yes. not wearing a dumb hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it, that is, it's bad, but it's like bad in character. So yeah. like, it's forgivable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um,. Oh, I do want to talk a little bit more about the B-plot. And, like, it's I love the B-plot lot. It g- gives us a lot about Elliot and his character. Yeah. But, like, literally two minutes before, he's like, oh, we can't keep disappearing on these guys. I know. Ray's barely hooked as it is. And then literally two minutes later, he's once more 
fucking disappearing. I know. <laughs> it's oh, like, it's funny. I, I, I do find it entertaining and annoying when shows do that because I'm like, eh, guys, you just made this exact point and then you immediately were like, all right, 180. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. If Hardison had been the one to make the point of like, oh, they're barely hooked as it is. Yeah. Fine, whatever. Maybe Elliot just thinks they're more hooked than he... But he's the one who says it. I think that is like... It's funny, but it's also, I think, hammers home how important this B-plot is to him. That he's like, I am so aware of the risk that I'm taking right now, but it's worth it. If I can help this one kid, it is worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I do want to give a special shout out to the fluffy blue thongs. That Sophie's wearing the entire time she's pretending to be oh the my lady God. who's dying. Yeah. Like the f- fashion. Babe, she's killing it. <laughs> Did you notice? There's one little tiny detail that I really love in this, and I don't know if you would have noticed, which is the story that Sophie's telling the Mark. Yeah. Is exactly the same story that Hardison then goes on to tell the Marshals. Oh, shit. Yeah. I did not pick up on no, that. No, because she's talking about how, like, this blonde Stealing steals her bar stool and then they get into a fight. Yeah. And then it oh, immediately about the brunette's got the... A... Oh, <laughs> dude. That's such a fun detail. No, yeah. I didn't pick up that at all. Oh, that's... I like that. Yeah. That's really fun. That is very fun, yeah. That's... Which, you know, it's just because Hardison was sitting there listening to Sophie tell this story like two dozen times. Yeah. Or, she's I mean, like, he can he probably hear her on the comms, yeah, exactly. right? Like, so, oh, that's, I love that. That's really fun. That's such yeah. a good little detail. Which, can we talk about how Elliot's like a massive fucking nerd? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, he re- recognised the Star Trek reference. Immediately after saying, like, I don't have a TV, like, I don't yeah. watch Star Wars. <laughs> it's because he just... The Star Wars Star Trek. It's because he just wanted Hardison to shut up. up. <laughs> but, like, then when he uses the code, he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Something fishy's happening. Yeah, I... And Hardison's, like, on the comms the entire time, fucking bitching. I like... know, being like, you know, I just don't feel like you listen to me. It's not like I never sit here and listen to you. Oh, my God, though. I loved, actually, okay, I'm going to out myself here okay. as a non-Star Trekker. I've just yeah. never watched no. it. Not that I wouldn't Same want here. to. I'm... I just never have. Um, I should change that. Mm. Maybe that should be our next venture, something that neither of us sustain. <laughs> that could be fun, actually. But, yeah, so I didn't really understand the references, yeah. but I loved how specific Hardison was getting. He's like, if I name these ones, these ones, or these ones, they're the shit ones, so you'll know something is up, you know? <laughs> and, and I just... I thought it was a really fun detail that they're just making this kind of like, I, I love when you, they give us snippets like this yeah. about the characters because you, you get an insight into who they are outside of the, sh- like outside of what we see. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, okay. So on a weekend off, like maybe Hardison sits down with a bowl of popcorn or whatever and watches Star Trek. Maybe that's his way like that he kicks back and relaxes. Yeah. And I just kind of love that. That, that detail. I mean, we already know something. that he canonically watches Doctor Who. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, I think what's funny is that I really enjoy fan fiction as yeah. like a part of engaging in a fandom. And one of the things that I find really entertaining about fan fiction particularly is that you take these moments from the media yeah. and you just expand on them because then in the fanfic you get to see them actually doing these things. Like we would get to see Hardison watching Doctor Who like as part of whatever fic, you know, and I feel like it really helps to, like, flesh out the characters beyond what we see of them on the screen. You have this idea, you know, of them and who they are as people. And, like, if you've seen Doctor Who, Mm -hmm. you can be like, oh, well, like, Hardison has also seen this, like, as the character. And you can think about how he might have interpreted certain things. Like, I just think it's really... Mm. it's, It's such a intricate way of like learning about the characters because you can then observe the media that they talk about and take inferences from that you know and it's just it's like fucking 4d experience you know it's just like so much extra input well guess what we'll get a lot more about what tv shows and movies they like going forward because there are so many pop culture references coming oh so many pumped for that I want to talk about just how unethical it is to fight with an Armenian hitman in a morgue. Like, Jesus Christ. They're just like, he's like pushing him down on the fucking dead body. I was like. By unethical, do you mean unsanitary? <laughs> All of the unverbs. Yeah. <laughs> was, I, had a note, I had a note that was just, ew, body bits, haha. <laughs> it's like, 
understand that like you're sort of like they're they're just fighting where they both because it's very funny to me that they both realize the other's dodgy at almost the exact same, same time. time um but it's it's very like to me i'm just watching that fight scene going like have some fucking respect man these people are dead like literally literally and he just like shoves him on top of the like i know I though I do love the moment at the end of the episode where uh, Hardison's like he lunged at me. You saw that, right? <laughs> yes, no, I love that as well. Um, and I did like the fight in the morgue. I thought the choreo on that was yes. really good. But also, so disrespectful. Come on, guys. Oh yeah, like like they were people. Highly disrespectful to the people in the morgue, mm. uh, particularly the one that unceremoniously gets shoved into a like body locker i don't know what you'd call them the storage thing yeah body with an armenian hitman on top on top yeah not a vibe it's a choice i do love though that elliot is fighting this man off with a bowl i (laughs) i did kind of love that improvised weapon too it reminded me a lot of uh tangled with the frying pan oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. and i was like i love that i also think that elliot would slot right into that movie yes so (laughs) 100 percent I, I do want to talk a little bit about, like, the logic and timing of this episode. Because okay. for, for me, one of the things that just seems kind of weird about this episode is the fact that they don't seem to have a plan before the courtroom. Like, surely yeah. this is, like, a well-publicized trial. Surely they would have at least formulated a half a plan. Yeah, I was interested by that as well. It, I only cared about it for 0.5 of a second because I, then I just really liked the episode. Yeah. But, um, I also had this thought, I was like, oh, like, they seem to have come in here just to kind of observe what's happening, and then, yeah. I, I wonder if, I wonder if they were genuinely there to see if the guy would be sentenced appropriately, and then yeah. if he had been, if they would have just left it alone, yeah. or if, like, if he had been made to, like, reimburse, like, the people, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, I then wonder, there was no point in them going after his yeah. money, because he was going to have to give it back anyway. So I wonder if that's the reason why they didn't have a plan formulated, because they were waiting to see what the outcome was. But even and then, then, you'd think they'd have a plan formulated, and they'd be like, oh, guess this wasn't going to go that way. Yeah. Guess we have to step in, and then... Put- but then I guess it's hard because they can't really make a plan until they know what the verdict is because, mm. like, they had to know that he was being sent to Florida mm. for, like, a lot of this stuff because, like, that's why they stalled time with the mm. fake medical emergency and stuff. So I, like, I also think it's weird that they seemed underprepared, mm. but I also feel like maybe that's the reasoning, mm. you know? Like, they had to wait to see what the verdict was going to be before they could formulate anything. Mm. Maybe they were just, like, challenging themselves, honestly. Yeah. Maybe. You know, maybe it was like, you know how Parker is always being like, I stole the Hope Diamond and put it back just to see if I could. Like, I, maybe that's what this was. Maybe it's like a, oh my God, sorry. I just had a thought. I just had a thought. Okay. okay. You know how when... Concerning. You know, this is fun. This is fun. You know when you have like a team meeting or whatever yeah. and like your management might be like, we need to do like team bonding exercises. And like, sometimes you have to like go to like escape rooms mm-hmm. or like do whatever. So you like work as a team to get out. Can you imagine... The leverage crew team bonding like day, like I don't even want to know what they would just like. Okay, first of all, can you imagine these characters in an escape room? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I just think that would be so fun. Let's just go through by character. Parker would just pick the lock to get out. <laughs> she she would solve it in like five seconds. She picked the lock. She's out. Yeah. You have Hardison who would be going through like methodically, like clue by clue. Mm-hmm. You have Nate who would just skip like six steps, arrive at like the second to last one and be done with it. Yeah. And then you would have Sophie who I reckon she wouldn't do actually too well in es- escape rooms are typically dependent on props, etc., not people. Yeah, she's not able to manipulate a door just by talking yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> like her skills don't align with escape rooms. Ooh. And then Elliot, I think Elliot could go either way. They I think he'd be, be frustrated about being yeah. in there. He'd just be like, this is stupid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think. <laughs> but then again, he's also really observant. So he might notice, like, the clues. Do you if know that makes sense? Really funny. As, as much as they are so competent in, like, an actual scenario with real stakes, kind of like Sophie not being able to act unless she's lying, kind of thing. Mm. I imagine that them being in an escape room would actually go down similarly as to the episode where they're in an escape room in Shit's Creek. Mm. Like, as competent as they are in real life with real stakes, I think put them in a low stakes, like, scenario like an escape room, I think they'd all drive each other mental. Mm. You know? Like, I can just kind of see it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, in a very fun way. Like, I would watch that episode. I would read that fic. Mm. It probably exists. 
But I can't read it because spoilers. Yeah. But I just think it's a very fun mental image for me. Oh, yeah. oh, I love that for you. Do you know who would pull their all their heads in and immediately solve it, though? Maggie. Oh, 100%. 100%. She yeah. would absolutely be like, y'all are idiots. I have already figured this out. I just love the fact that, like, Maggie's not even part of the team. She's just, like, casually the most competent person, though. Yeah. <laughs> in the team. Like, she's not part of the team. But, like, if she was, she would definitely be the most competent person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, she's definitely, other than Elliot, she's the only one who has, like, a balanced diet and, like, a sleep schedule. Like, <laughs> you know, like, the rest of them are fucking all over the goddamn place. None of them are competent adults. They're competent, you know, like, thieves say, or hackers or whatever. Yeah. But they're not competent adults. Like, life skills. No. I do, I do, I do want to just quickly acknowledge, like, I I feel really bad for the security guard. Like, they just, like, casually... Oh, like, they in the shower yeah. for, like, the whole episode. It's like, I hope the shower's hot for him at least. Yeah. I hope it was, like, a nice shower. Like, yeah, like, also, okay, I was confused because it kind of looked like he was wearing a nappy. Was that just me? It's just because his underwear's wet. Okay. Because like, he just like, didn't fully strip. Like, it literally looks like he's wearing a nappy. And I was confused. We're not doing Jensen Ackles in the boys. <laughs> That's fresh news. I... <laughs> On the date of this recording, that only came out yesterday. <laughs> oh, dear. I still think it's funny that you've seen the pictures and I haven't. I've been on the Twitter because people have been tagging me and stuff. <laughs> pictures of Jensen Ackles. Nice. <laughs> No, I go on the Twitter to reply to the shit because I got the notification and they scroll and I'm like, they're there. They were like, Jamie, we know what will give you brain worms. Look at this man's ass. (laughs) Look, I'm low-key convinced though. The brain worms aren't actually about supernatural. The brain worms (laughs) are, yeah, but you can use this shitty show to make your friends laugh. Actually, it's do you like, know what? Our memes like, are top quality. <laughs> it's like the community thing that gives you the brain ones, not the show itself. Do you know what? You may have cracked the code. <laughs> I honestly only ever think about Supernatural if it's like, oh, I could send this to like Abigail and they'd laugh at it. <laughs> they'd find this funny. Like, oh, Beth would really like this meme. Yeah. Oh, but, you know, KJ would fucking yeah, yeah. die. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> yeah no it's, it's not it's, about the show it's, it's about, about the found family <laughs> not to call you out <laughs> don't look at me my entire fucking favorite tv show is just like a case study of found family <laughs> oh dear anyway we should get off the topic of supernatural because we should the other note i had for the episodes that i listened to so far is we should really talk less about supernatural <laughs> Oh, I did have just one complaint about Elliot in this episode. Oh my goodness. This is, we're really flipping the script on this episode. Yeah. It's not a massive complaint. Okay. It's just like, the himbo energy in this episode is big. Yeah. Because he finishes beating up the child abuser. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. We love that for him. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't immediately put his earbud back in. He just goes and meets the marshal without putting it. It's like, Elliot, sweetheart. Sweet baby. baby. He's been drinking his dumb bitch juice today. Put your earbud back in your goddamn ear when you're finished doing your private business. What happened to your accent? I don't <laughs> fucking know. Don't make me say your Nate code. <laughs> but I never have. Um, but no, I'm I'm watching. I'm like Elliot, sweetie, yeah. baby. You, like, you're done. You finished your personal stuff. You've yeah. Back on the clock. Back on the clock. Put your earbud back in. Mm-hmm. Then he would have to do the PA raffle con fucking bullshit. He wouldn't have to out you as a Star Trek nerd. Like. <laughs> the main concern, yes, obviously. Yes, exactly, 100%. <laughs> I do love that when they first talk about that, uh, Hardison makes the point of like, I will just casually bring up yeah. Star Trek. And he's like, yeah, because that's something that comes up casually a lot. And I was like, mm, yeah. In the circles I'm in, actually, yes, very casually, Easy. we hear about Star Trek a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I got like three more tiny little itty bitty things that I do want to touch on really quickly hit me with them first up Ned gets way too much like joy out of giving this dude a nosebleed oh, through yeah. like emotional manipulation he's having the time like, of his fucking life <laughs> like he, he he is getting far too much joy he's like ah yes amygdala mania <laughs> and he looks so fucking pumped that this guy has got a nosebleed because he's been psychologically torturing him god what a fucking ego trip 
Like, Nate does not need a bigger head. Do you no. know what? Maybe that's why he's not wearing a hat this episode. Maybe his head's too big. He was like, damn, I'm too good. Insane. Yeah. I also want to call out that at the end of the episode, Ray's like, oh yeah, I got duped by a fake marshal. And I'm there thinking, like, you also got duped by two <laughs> fake cops, man. I know, it's so funny. He's like, oh man. And like, Elliot's there like, like, yeah, mm-hmm. commiserations, my dude. <laughs> Could have happened to anyone. <laughs> Considering that literally in that scene, he's the only actual cop. Yeah, like, it's so funny. I love that, like, he's talking about all the crazy things that's happened and Ellie is there like, dude, you haven't even listed half the crazy things that have happened today. Like, you have no idea. Yeah, you were present for them. You just didn't know about it. And then the final one is, like, I know that they left the car there and unlocked and, like, so that with the key in the visor so that he could, like, get away and they could track where he was yeah. going and all that sort of stuff because it was all part of the plan. But, like, also, who the fuck leaves, A, that car unlocked, and B, yeah. the keys there? Well, I guess if you're leaving your keys in your car, you'd want it to be unlocked. My car actually doesn't yeah. let me lock the car if my keys are in the car. Yeah. It's very convenient mm. for me. But, because I've tried to lock my yeah. keys in a bunch. That's <laughs> just who I am as a person. But... Yeah, no, I I don't even, this might say something about the area we live in, but I won't even, like, leave my car with, like, anything visible on, like, the passenger seat no. or anything that anyone might vaguely want to steal. Yeah. I'm like, that'll go in the footwell, under the seat, behind my, like, yeah. reflective visor mm-hmm. thing for summer, like, you know. And I'm like, man, I would not leave my keys anywhere near my vehicle because no. I would like to keep my vehicle. Like, not only is the car unlocked, it's got the keys in it. Yeah. It's like bizarre. Although I guess if anyone really wanted to steal your car, they could steal it without the keys. Yeah, true. Like, to be fair, I couldn't. I'm saying that someone with a, a knowledge of cars Parker could, could jumpstart it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think anyone on the leverage team could probably do it. I couldn't do it. But no. other people could. Mm. Anyone who anyone who was likely to be stealing a car would know how to jumpstart yeah. a car. Just I don't. Mm. So, because I guess I'm not a... Mm. Thief. But even then, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make it easier for them. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Yeah, I'd make them at least work for stealing my car. I wouldn't just give it to them. Okay, well, I have nothing else that I want to add to this episode. Do you have anything else? No, I think I pretty much just got it all out in that first forty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I just didn't stop talking for like forty minutes, and then I was like, okay, I'm done. Perfect. Okay, Beth, so this week, what do you think you're going to rate the Order Twenty Three job out of five? I'm going to rate it a four point five out of five. I loved this episode. I really Like, did. I know you said you loved it. I was not... I loved this episode. I think part of why I liked it so much is it felt less cheesy. And yes. I know that part of mm. this... Like, I yeah. know it's the genre. Yeah. But for me, it's not a genre that I love. Yeah. And so this episode felt more down to earth. It mm. felt more like... Like I said, like, I was gripped. Yeah. I was worried about the characters in a way that I haven't been the rest of this yeah. series. And that's why I liked it. it. Like, the tension felt palpable. Like, it felt like... Before, um, I remember at the end of last season, uh, I the issue I took with the fight scene with Elliot was that I just didn't believe that this guy mm. could overpower Elliot because we've seen up to that mm. point that Elliot's basically undefeatable. Yeah. But this episode, it was still a one-on-one fight, but I felt like it was matched because I just, I felt like it, it was better set up. I don't know. Mm. But like, whatever it was about this episode, whatever crack they put in it, I just loved it. Yeah. I I really, really liked this one. I really, really like this I am this so one. glad. Mm. Hopefully this isn't the only episode that you decide you really, really like moving forward. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, I also will say I didn't have to dock any points for any dumb Nate decisions or yeah. hats. So that also helps. It helps a lot. Honestly, the point mm. five, that was Sophie being like, Nate's hot. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I will Sophie, not stand for that. Babe, you can do better. <laughs> Okay, the next episode is called The Fairy Godparents Job. Beth, what do you think it's going to be about? Okay, so one of my favourite shows when I was a yep. kid is... Fairy Godparents. The Fairly Odd Parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because fucking iconic, mm. you know? Cosmo and Wanda, mm-hmm. they ain't slick, but they're funny. Mm. And, oh my god, wait, is this the second time I've talked about fucking... It is! I've talked about the Fairly Odd Parents on this fucking podcast before because one of Nate's hats was fucking green and pink, and I talked about how Cosmo and Wanda ain't slick. <laughs> I've made that joke. Tw- Damn. All right. Anyway, <laughs> point is, I loved that show when I was a kid, and honestly, I'd probably still watch it now. But it's it's all I can think about if I hear Fairy Godparents, that or Cinderella, I guess. Mm. So 
it's not really helpful for making predictions for this no. next episode because all I'm thinking about is Timmy. And that's unhelpful. Um, maybe it's like a, um, like a make-a-wish type of scenario. Like, granting, like, because, you, you know, you a, a fairy godmother, yeah. right? Typically, like, grants mm. children's wishes. So yeah. maybe it's like a, a Make-A-Wish Foundation type mm. of scam kind of thing. Okay. Or, maybe, or maybe someone's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how you would really scam Make-A-Wish. But, like, that's yeah. kind of my thought process i i don't have high hopes that this is i, I don't think i'm correct no. i don't think i'm anywhere near okay. correct but i don't have any other guess yeah so this is what i'm this is what i'm going with yeah. um yeah so i think it's some i think it might be some kind of like charitable organization that maybe helps kids um you know or some kind of like quote-unquote wish granting service sort of sort of deal mm. because i can't think how else you would maybe tie fairy godparents into this kind of show you know yeah guess you'll have to wait till next episode to see i guess so but you're excited for next episode i am well look if the, if the next episode continues the like vibes of this episode yeah absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely like yeah. i said if this had been the pilot you would have had me hooked immediately mm-hmm. i would have been like damn jamie you were right this whole time why the fuck have i been watching supernatural <laughs> I, I still love Supernatural. This mm. has not reversed that no. opinion, but I did love this episode mm. a lot. I'm glad. Mm. Well, thank you so much for listening to us this week. Yeah. We'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled bullshit. <laughs> if you want to find us on social medias, we will have all our links to everything in the, the link tree below. description bit below thing block. God, we're professional. Listen wow. to us go. <laughs> Can you... Sorry, I just we've been doing this for over a year and our outros are still so messy. That's fine. <laughs> just makes me laugh. It's part of the brand. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we can't sound like we've thought about this. <laughs> oh, we really should though. Like we should actually think about it. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. Links are in the description. Yep. All our links will be in the link tree in the description below. So you can find us, hit us up on there. Send us messages about literally anything, but also, like, maybe talk to, I don't know, what other characters in Leverage do you think would dropkick John Supernatural? Ooh, all of them. Except yeah. maybe Nate. No. I've, I agree. I, I actually think Nate feel would Nate and, uh, well, I don't know. I feel like... See, I, in the first season, you talked a lot about how Nate was basically John, and I disagree. Like, I okay. you can start to see it. Now that he's sober, but I, I disagree. I I only said that because I was like, I hate him. Yeah. He elicits the same rage, rage in response. me yeah. that John does. Mm. Um, but I don't think they're similar characters. No. However, I do think if any character in Supernatural was going or sorry, in Leverage was going to have a non-death response to John, mm. I feel like it'd be Nate. Only because I feel like he would relate to the coping mechanisms. Mm. Yeah, no. Like, I feel like they'd just get drunk together. No, look, I, I think all of them, maybe except for Sterling. Sterling might be like, there is someone that I can manipulate. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There'll be a fic for that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, actually, do you know what I kind of want to know? Mm. If anyone is looking for something to chat to us about, I would be thrilled to hear. So, obviously, this is the like first episode of Leverage that I have really, really, like, yeah. unequivocally loved. Yeah. Now that you know what an episode of Leverage that I love looks like. What other episodes should I look forward to? Obviously no spoilers. Just send out like, like titles or like yeah. episode numbers. Episode numbers, yeah. If you just do like season and, and episode number, like I I would be excited to know. Like what other episodes of Leverage are similar to this? Like what other ones that make me gonna just like be glued to my screen while I'm eating my soup waiting for Jamie to arrive at my house, you know? I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. I know exactly what episode I'm thinking of <laughs> that I think you're going to just lose your shit at. Oh, I just want to find the episode number so that I can. So I think four oh seven. Okay. I think you're gonna lose your shit at four oh seven. Wonderful. I also think you're gonna lose your shit at four oh four, but that's very different. So I'd be interested to see. Okay. If you love that, you might hate it, but I think you would love it. Cool. You know what I mean? It's like. It's borderline. Okay. Well, we'll find out. Mm. Also, 401 fucking slaps. Damn, what is it about season four of these shows that we love? 
I, I don't know. That <laughs> season four, it slaps. Maybe 2009, eight, nine, eight, nine. But we're in 2009 when season two was aired. So getting into four is more like 10, 11. Oh, never mind. Scratch that last bit then. Oh, what's your favorite B plot in Leverage? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a fun one. Mm. That's a fun one. Anyway. Thank y'all so much for listening. Hope to have you back next week. Or, or maybe immediately if you're behind. You should really catch up. <laughs> we do this shit every week. It's not hard to keep up. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd argue it is. I can barely keep up with our podcast, let alone all the other ones that I want to be listening to. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Jesus Christ, we need to tidy that up. <laughs>